Hi guys, this is my first interview, this is with Gloria, and I've known Gloria since I was about eight, and we were in the same, she was my teacher in our primary class, and we, she taught us for like two and a half years basically, and say hi Gloria. Hey everybody, how are ya? <laughs> She's pretty cool, we, she brought us Dove chocolate every day in yeah basically and it was great and I'm just doing a little interview with her we'll get into it so Gloria what is one of the hardest things you've done oh that's a big question for a 73 year old let me think one of the hardest things that I've ever done uh, probably to support my family of three children from ages 11 12 and 15 pretty much by myself and the hardest part of that was I had to leave them when I would go out of town to do the training for Grant opening a big superstore and um, have to leave them with another nanny granny and uh, that was probably the hardest thing that seems like a tough thing yeah worked out okay though got the bills paid and they all turned out great and can't complain. That's good. Yeah, can't complain. Yeah, those are good things. Yeah, that seems kind of tough, but you're so, like, good at stuff like that. You're just so strong. So, <laughs> they turned out good. That's nice of you to say. You get strong when you have to. Exactly. You know, you get strong and smart and get things done. That's the plan, man. Yep. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Amen. That's actually my son-in-law says that that should be on my ringtone. That should be your ringtone. That would be fun because then anytime you get like a call, it just like reminds you. Could you change my ringtone to that when we finish here? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Or do I have to look it up on YouTube? <laughs> Either way, YouTube's pretty smart. <laughs> okay. Um. So if you had a genie with three wishes, what would you wish for and why? I would wish for the hearts of men and women of mankind to be more sensitive to the other human. Uh, example being Vladimir Putin mm -hmm. and what he thinks it's okay to be doing in Ukraine right now. It isn't okay. For sure. Yeah. And you, you have to wonder what happens to a person where their heart grows so cold and so probably that would be the first wish because we could maybe all then live in harmony and love and, and take care of one another regardless of our situations I think they call that the millennium <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be great think of it like just the simple things you wouldn't need you wouldn't need like locks on your car yeah. um, like um, so my great grandparents they live in Greece they live in Athens, I think, and they have like bars on their windows and stuff. Oh yeah, and you wouldn't need any of that. We live in, good. in Providence, Utah, and we're very, very blessed because we we don't understand what it's like here that m most of the world has to deal with because of the coldness of other human beings' hearts. We need to learn one uh, to love one another, respect one another, and help one another. Can you imagine what it would be like if we all did that? If any, if everyone in the world did that, or like a good amount, like a good percentage, it would be like so different in anything, in everything, and anything. It would be, for sure. Yeah. 
What is three now? I'm supposed to think of three? Or, or yeah, oh, three letters. Oh, where am I the word? So, so like number two would be. Oh, yeah, this is going to be really I hadn't really thought of it before. Um, that that covers a lot. That first that does one, cover a it? lot. That's what about the big umbrella? That is. What about something smaller, like for you, like oh, okay, friends or family? Because what do you, uh, you know what? I would wish that people who struggle with mental illness would be able to find their way and become well. And um, that we would be able to find medication and treatments that would help and support them. I think we have that more and more now. I think the world is very demanding and can put a lot of pressure on people's minds and hearts. Um, I think a lot of, you know, not real serious mental illness could be taken care of if we were more loving, kind, and thoughtful to one another and, and thought less about ourselves. Mm-hmm. But, you know, our first waking thought would be what can I do to make somebody's life better today and if we did that I think it would clear a lot of the mental illness that that's not really seriously and diagnosed but depression and sadness and worry mm-hmm. those kinds of things now when you're when you're diagnosed with a a bipolar or schizophrenia or, or something like that it's a is very destructive to families and mm-hmm. it's just heartbreaking for the person that has it because they can't even recognize sometimes that they're ill and need help. That would be very, very hard to have something like that or to see a loved one going through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it kind of falls under the umbrella of the first one where it's just like if everyone was like happy or like loved one another or... Put someone else first. Yeah, put someone else first. I think it would help a lot of those things. I, I really think it would, too. I, I think, I think we go in inside. We worry about a lot of things that we can't change. If we put even just a little bit of the energy that we put into worry and being upset over things, into serving and loving and helping, uh, the world would be a different place. Or, or think about this. You know, all the time that we spend, not me, but... A lot of people spend exercising, and and I'm not against exercising. I think that it's really good and mm-hmm. it has its place, but I think sometimes some of the exercise should be in serving others, instead of just for yourself on a treadmill or a bike or you know just aimlessly pedaling on you know through the Alps on your screen. Yeah, <laughs> going up the pyramid on like the, your well, little treadmill. There you go. And so you know I think that we've we've sort of turned away from taking a look at what other people need and acting on it. And it would be a good thing if we maybe turned the other direction a little bit. Occasionally, at least. That's a good one. I like that. Do you have... I mean, we've covered a lot with just those two, (laughs) but if you have a third... Oh, let's see. I don't know. I was going to say I wish I could look like Marilyn Monroe in my casket, but (laughs) (laughs) never mind. We'll do a closed casket with a picture on top. Of Marilyn Monroe. Although, beauty is more than skin deep. That's true. And what makes a person beautiful, really beautiful, isn't always something that you can see. What makes them beautiful is just what we've talked about. 
who do they put first? If they put mm-hmm. others first, they always end up better off. I, I mean, yes, you know, they do. people take such good care of me and, and love me, and I live in a great place, and that's why I think that it would be wonderful if we put others first a bit, um, because I feel that people do that to me. I think that's I think that's a good one. Yeah, it would be nice to look like Marilyn Monroe, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. Let me think. I gotta I think of something else. Come on, there are prettier ones. She's just the the old stereotype of gorgeous, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's the back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are good wishes. Thank you. It affects pretty much everyone. It would. Yeah. Those are good. Thus, fulfilling that, mm, I guess it's the, it's what becomes intrinsic in you is if you, if you have that love for other people, you want it to be for the whole world. And you, you have that feeling in your heart and your heart and mind are not dead to the feelings of others like some of the things that we're seeing right now. We're seeing people's minds and hearts that are dead to other people and they really don't um, take accountability, nor I don't think they deeply understand what they're doing and how they're hurting other people. Yeah, that is so true. Um, another question. If you could go back in time, what would you do or say to your younger self? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I would say be careful who you marry, number one. (laughs) But one of the things that I um, I would say in that regard to myself is, uh, watch how that fam- that person's family functions. Mm-hmm. You know, a person that you're uh, planning on being with for the rest of your life. How that family functions. How the mother and father treat each other and the siblings treat each other. Um, the things they like to do. The things that um, maybe give them pause. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a real careful insight to the way that person was raised and, and um, you know, because what they've learned is what they're going to be, I guess. I mean, I didn't see that so much, but as I look back on it now, you know, my ex-husband's um, father died in his arms. His father was an alcoholic, but, you know, there were signs that I should have taken if you get a feeling, if you see something that you don't really care for or take it more seriously, it would be my advice to myself. Think about it more deeply and project it out through a lifetime. That's good advice. And make your decision. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it to you, my dear. You'll listen to this over and over again. I right? will. I know you will. All the time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> This is great advice. Thank you. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, that was a great answer. I know, like, you asked the little kid that, like, if you asked, like, a seven-year-old, they'd be like, well, when I was four, I fell from a tree and I broke my arm, and they'd be kind of just like, I wouldn't climb the tree again, or whatever, like, but that was really good. Thank you. Very good. Well, hindsight is twenty twenty, and, you know, it's 
hard to be an adult when you're not, but it's really important to gain those skills of looking deeply into things and having a really good idea of what you want your life to be like and what is required to constitute that um, outcome. That makes sense. So That's good. <laughs> Bingo. Yep. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> um, and that's good. Do you have any hobbies that you wish you could be like crazy good at any hobbies that you do now or something you've always thought was cool you know when i was younger we had a, a shetland pony and we had an old nagging horse nobody wanted and i was in the junior posse in idaho falls idaho mm. and they had a rodeo but i really wanted an arabian stallion and i spent my summers i can think of one summer in particular and i do have pictures to prove this in a red bathing suit i was about six or seven years old, riding around standing up on the back of the oh. Shetland pony or the horse. And uh, so, you know, I was probably like a really good horse and be young enough to ride it. That'd be so That'd fun. be fun, a fun thing to do. Horses are just so like majestic in a way. Like Oh, absolutely. They're, they're smart. This Very old smart. mare we'd get we'd get her going really fast and you know, we'd be on bareback. And kick her and kick her and kick her and kick her, and she finally had enough. She'd just come to a screeching halt and fly off over the top of her roof and be right on the ground looking up at us. (laughs) Did she ever hurt you? No. She'd step on our bare feet, but that wasn't her fault. Yeah. True. (laughs) Or big hooves. I don't know. Why we had bare feet? That's what country kids did. (laughs) Yeah. In red bathing suits. Uh, Beach crow. Beach crow at Shetland. There's one thing. Yeah. I really like skiing. Skiing is cool. And uh, can't do it anymore. Let's see. You know what? I really like food. (laughs) The game? No. I like racing. I I mean, I like fast cars. Oh, you mentioned card game, but fast cars are cool. Well, you know. Are you a racer at heart? I possibly could be. Norm Davy says that's the reason why cars break down so much. Be sure <laughs> You're just flying I, too fast. He, yeah, he says there's only one way you could have bent that. You had to be jumping that gear. <laughs> I said, yeah, right, Norm. You've like been clocking me with your radar. Yeah. So yeah, I do. I like it. It's that's actually pretty unusual cool. for a, a a silver-headed woman. Yeah. And most of the time, I'm saying, move over, get out of my way, watch where right, you're going, no, guys. Use your blinker. <laughs> wake <laughs> up. Wake up. You're in the car. Wake up. <laughs> That's just a few of my yeah. di- dialects in nice. riding. Nice. Do you have road rage? Do you ever, like, kind of get mad and like, oh. Oh, road rage. Actually, it's more like uh, higher instruction for the driving, oh, yeah. the driving impaired. That's <laughs> the way I like <laughs> to put it. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe you should be like a race car teacher. Oh, well, I'd have to learn how first. That's true. But, but that's what I'm you not go afraid of speed. That's true. I could probably be the oldest granny race car driver. Think of it. I could see it. Uh, me too. That'd be dope. <laughs> uh, the best part is when, if and when you get picked up by the police, <laughs> if, you <laughs> if you hand them your 
your driver's license and your concealed carry permit. Yeah. They laugh. They go they back laugh. to their car. And they come back. And you tell them. You keep both hands on the wheel. And you say, everything's cool. You tell them where it's at. It's in the bag. They go it's back the to their car. They come back and they say, we need you to slow down a little bit, ma'am. And I, la I say, sir, I will. I was just worried about picking my 91-year-old friend up from the hairdresser. She, I was late, and she gets very worried. Oh, my gosh. No, it wasn't a lie. It was the truth. Okay. It was totally oh, good. I was like, <laughs> no, you've I got this I do not lie to the police. Never lie to the police. Never lie. Another rule number one. Yeah. And if you haven't met Gloria before, she is, she does have, like, silver platinum hair. And she has a concealed carry license. Concealed weapon yes, carry. Yes, she does. She does. It's pretty cool. No one's stealing my Buick. Yes. <laughs> nobody comes close. Don't, <laughs> don't even try. Now that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but I could totally see you being like a race car, like a race person. You being like Guinness World Records, and they'd be like, older, closer. Don't get me thinking. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Faster, closer. Why don't you set it up? Yes. I'll, I'll call. I'll call Guinness World Records. We'll just see what the deal is. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> I will. <laughs> That'd be cool, though. Yeah. Um, racing is kind of fun, and like. So I'm watching Downton Abbey, and it's just like, like back then it was like 1920s-ish, and they're like having like races in like their little automobiles, and it's like so cute, and I'm just, I didn't know that it dated back that far, because I'm like, it seems like such like a, such like a future sport in a way, it's kind of cool. <laughs> it is cool. You should have seen the boys I dated who had... Chevy Impalas with 409 horsepower. Whoa. 409, 409. <laughs> <laughs> you know that song? I don't Look know it that up. Song. Is it just 409? Yeah, you could probably find it. I don't know that song. So now you know enough about me. Just don't use my full name or the police will be after me. Yeah. Well, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Um, so this is Gloria and, um, that was a little interview with some fun questions. And, yeah, anything you'd like to add? I'd like to say have a, have a good life, and the song is 409 by the Beach Boys. I, I love the Beach Boys. Should we go out with a song? Oh, you mean I have to make this all work at once? <laughs> <laughs> okay. good song especially if you're racing <laughs> which we might start doing i don't know yet anyway um i hope you guys have a great day and we'll see you guys again later